0: Millennial Pagan Podcast, the podcast that's bringing a voice to the growing number of pagan millennials and our brand of witchcraft, magic, practice, and worship. We're your hosts, Autumn Wolf and,
1: and Jerro Stone. How you doing, Autumn?
0: I'm doing great. How about you?
1: Uh, doing pretty good. Why don't you go ahead and uh, uh, introduce uh, somebody special we got in our uh, in our studio today? Yes,
2: today we have Phelan. Welcome. Hi, guys. How's it going? Pretty good. How are you? I am fabulous. It's been a wonderful weekend. Yay. Yeah. I
0: love wonderful weekends, post-Litha. Yes. So how was ritual?
1: Very interesting and very warm.
0: Warm ritual.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah. Calling in Apollo and uh, getting in connection with the magma of the Earth's core and the sun. Oh. Yeah. Even in
0: air conditioning.
1: Even in air conditioning, which which I I planned for. I wore my kilt. And I wore, I wore traditional, so uh, I got a nice couple of breezes here and there, which was oh. which was great. But uh, we also did a bit of a guided meditation, and I took a ride on Apollo's chariot, and he said, just shut up and just watch. Oh. It's like, I'm not going to say anything. You're not going to say anything. I'm going to show you what, what you need to see.
0: Gotcha. And then I fell in the sea. So, Phelan, what did you do for Litha?
2: I took care of a sick baby. Oh, I know. Sad. I know. It's been all stuffy, but um, that's kind of what happens when you bring him into daycare. Yeah, mm-hmm. they all of a sudden get exposed to a bunch of extra stuff. Mm-hmm. I I, uh, I did do something nice for my mother, and I sent her uh, a nice summer uh, bouquet of flowers for her birthday, Aww. as as a nice way of saying, "Hey, it's summer, and it's your birthday, and here you go." <laughs> <laughs> So was your mother born on Litha or solstice? No, she was actually spending this weekend in Tahoe. So her birthday was Saturday, but I wanted to make sure it got to her Ah, for work. Ah, gotcha. So she got it on Litha. Ah, very nice.
1: (laughs) And uh, what what did you do for Litha?
0: Well, I was supposed to go to Ritual, but I completely forgot I paid for a camping spot for the same day.
1: Ah. And ended
0: up going up to Payson and just communing with trees. Nice. That's not a bad way to spend it, though. No, I can't (laughs) complain.
1: (laughs) Well, you were about, what, 20 20 degrees cooler than we were down here?
0: Yes, it was gorgeous. Um, We actually had a brand new tent that has um, a mesh top, unless you put the rain cover on, because it's Arizona and Mm -hmm. dry. Didn't need the rain top. My only negative comment was that because of our high fire possibility no fire at all not even for cooking they even advised against smoking so
1: yeah that's uh when when you live in a desert when everything dries out especially this time of year yeah just no no fire
0: even when you're in a pine forest yeah next to the desert So, today's episode, we're going to be discussing a wide variety of topics with Phelan, ranging from starting a family as a pagan, PantheaCon, and crystals. But as our listeners know, we tend to start with our guests telling us about their craft and how they got started. So, Phelan, if you don't mind telling us your coming to witch story.
2: So, um, it actually started in 2004. Um, I was a sophomore, junior in high school. I can't remember anymore time it's gotten away from me. Um, I remember being, I don't know why, but I had heard the word Wicca somewhere mm-hmm. and there was still Google back then. Um, so I decided to get on my computer and I typed Wicca into Google and of course all these listings came up and I remember, uh, one of the ones I read, I believe was like called Fluffy Bunny or something like that or, oh. or something about Um, fluffy bunny witchcraft or something. Anyway, um, I remember getting really interested in it and uh, just went to my local library and got as many books as I could. My path has kind of changed and and ranged from different regions of the world, (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, even though I didn't move anywhere until I moved to Arizona. Um, So in the beginning, it was Wicca. I think what took me away from Wicca, though, was that I was raised Mormon, and mm-hmm. the whole reason that I left the Mormon religion was organized religion. And while Wicca resonated with me on a level of um, uh, connecting with the earth and, and energy and, um, and my own magic within as i went on i realized it wasn't really what i wanted because it still was some form of organized religion that still had a god a goddess and some form of tenets that you had to follow not right. that i don't have morals and whatnot but but it just i i didn't want to follow something that said this is what you need to do and this is how you do it right. um, regardless of how open wicca can be depending mm-hmm. on where you're at so through my transition um i i, I looked into different things like celtic witchcraft uh head witchery got really into crystals uh, still very into crystals and i think that's where um i am now in the sense of i would probably consider myself an energy worker this is going to sound really cheesy have you guys seen avatar yes yes the the, the blue people avatar yes mm-hmm. okay perfect so <laughs> if i were to for for visualization purposes i really like to think about how we're connected to the earth just like the way that they are connected to Pandora. Ewa. Um, a- yes. Thank yes. you. So in the sense that I, I don't necessarily have a deity that I mm-hmm. I speak with on a consistent basis. Um, I like to work with the different energies within the earth and, and crystals You can do it with herbs and all that other kind of stuff and whatnot, but uh, crystals specifically resonate with me. um, And I know the audience can't see me, but um, you guys can see that I've got different type of stones on me already right now, and they all have some kind of deeper meaning to me. Um, So that's, that's where I have landed as I'm out here in Arizona. What are some of the first books that you picked up? I was a Scott Cunningham witch. I had Wicca... Um, a Solitary Guide uh, by Scott Cunningham. I also had Wicca for one. I think it was by Raymond Buckland. Mm-hmm. Um, I had the big blue book. Yeah. Yeah, I had one of those. Um, my first book about stones and crystals was also a Scott Cunningham book. I can't remember what it was called, to be honest. But I know it was one of his. Yeah, um, I think I know yeah. which one
0: because then it became part, it like got shoved in with his
2: herbal and mm-hmm. everything else. It yes. became one big yep. book. yep, yep. So those were those were my first books, and I remember scrawling all in them. But yeah, the the green trimmed Wicca Scott Cunningham book was my first one. After I had got it at the library, and then I went and purchased my own copy. Right. Yeah.
0: Do you want to describe some of the crystals you're currently wearing?
2: Uh, sure. So um, first one I'll describe is one that I uh, one of the first pieces I got from Pantheacon. It's actually a moonstone. Ring. It's got two um, five pointed stars on either side of it. Um, Moonstone is really uh, special to me. Um, I'm a Cancer, and that okay. that stone resonates with Cancers. I'm wearing my original diamond engagement ring mm-hmm. that my husband got me, but then we went and decided together to get a different stone, a different ring. That would take place of that ring once we got married, um, and it is a white sapphire. Mm -hmm. I'm not really a diamond person, so while I love this because it was given by my husband.
1: Sentimental value. Sure,
2: sure. So I thought that the white sapphire would be better. I'm also wearing a gift from my husband around my neck. It is also moonstone, but it has um, uh, some pieces of jet in it. Ah. Um, And then my newest acquisition uh, are my earrings. They're dangly uh, aquamarine earrings. The reason I chose to get that uh, was for three reasons. First, my husband was born in March, and that's the March birthstone, Mm Pisces. Pisces. My son was born in March the 15th. He's also a Pisces. And third, if you dig into the meaning behind aquamarine or the metaphysical kind of aspects that it can help provide, Mm -hmm. it provides courage. And I knew that I needed that when I was going back to work. So that was why I decided to make that purchase. Awesome.
0: That's a lot of water signs in your house. Yes. Yes. It's a very emotional home.
2: The good thing is that my husband got the calm side of it. Oh, good. Um so like think of like a a cool pond where mm-hmm. ducks kind of swim and are happy and I'm like a raging ocean and we Cancer. we yes so we kind of um uh he's the calm I'm the 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 storm. The, the storm. Yep, mm-hmm. absolutely. But we balance each other out pretty well. Very mm. awesome. Yeah. So
0: um, you say that you work a lot with the energies of stones, obviously, Mm -hmm. you just described a lot of the stones that you're wearing. Mm -hmm. Um, Is there any other like spiritual attachments or spirit work that you do?
2: I don't know if this is jumping in too early to to a conversation around kind of how Oliver, I I don't know that this is exactly how Oliver came about, but definitely the energy that went into it. Um, uh, I also work with different Herbs and that mm-hmm. kind of thing, and one of our friends—I'm not going to mention her name because I don't know if she really wants me to—but right. someone you and I were talking about mm-hmm. that also does ritual out in the valley. She uh, actually uh, created a, an herbal blend for love growth for uh, Mike and I when I felt like we were struggling mm-hmm. uh, to to become pregnant, and so we took some of that and put it into a satchel and we put it in our pillows, and that's where we are right now. So I like working with different herbs. Um, I will. Uh, spend time meditating under the moon. I will spend time, very minimal time, sitting, sitting under the sun, trying to soak up that kind of energy depending on how I'm feeling or what I need for the day. Mm -hmm. And I do a lot of cleansing and purifying of my stones uh, through the sun and the moon as well.
0: Do you do um, any sort of what, like ceremonial magic other than just sabbats or?
2: Mostly sabbats. and, Mm -hmm. And when I do that, I'm usually with the group of people out in the valley. I've, I've, I've been pretty solitary mm-hmm. most of my life, but community is important to me. Mm-hmm. And while I, I'm not necessarily the instigator, I like to, to join in to some of the things that are going on. So regardless uh, of whether or not it's something I necessarily believe when we have sabbats that, that deal with certain gods or goddesses, it's still energy. And I, right. I, I still definitely appreciate and value uh, the worth of the ritual. Do you do any divination? I do have tarot and Oracle cards. I've used them, I think that it's, I, I remember listening to uh, your previous guest, I can't right. remember her name. Carol Car- Carol, thank mm-hmm. you. Um, and how it's kind of stupid to do divination or, or tarot cards on yourself. And I completely agree because it, it always becomes kind of muddled and whatnot, but I, I do have some. I've not really done readings for people, right. uh, except like maybe my sister, So that's about it. <laughs> do you have a daily practice that you stick with or? The closest thing to a daily practice, two things that I do. This is going to sound kind of silly. So the first thing that I do is my watch that I wear Mm -hmm. has a timer set for 11.11 every day. And it's to remind myself that I need to take a breath, step away from my work, because I get caught up in my work pretty frequently Mm -hmm. um and just sit and and be in myself for a moment so i use that to kind of relax myself especially if i'm having a really tough day and even if i'm not having a tough day when it goes off it's just a reminder like i gotta take some time for myself so that that's daily because it goes off every day and and
1: that can (laughs) actually be very powerful in and of uh, of itself
2: Mm -hmm. And then the second thing that I would say is mostly daily is while I don't necessarily have uh, uh, gods and goddesses that I work with, I was gifted a Fortuna Mm -hmm. from some other pagan podcasting friends um, (laughs) quite a few years ago. I'm trying to remember. I think we were in... Uh, San Francisco. They were doing what they called a Podkin super moot. Um, it didn't last very long. I think they only got to like four or five of them. Um, they had one in California and they all pitched in. I was having a pretty rough go of it and they all pitched in and got me a Fortuna statue. Um, and she has been a part of my life, um, even as a vis- visualization piece. Every single day, she sits in my room on a little altar that I have a bowl of spare change on. And every day as I have extra change, I'll throw it in there just to remember to kind of help move or bring that prosperity into my life and, Mm -hmm. uh, never forget that little things can make a difference too.
0: Right. Were those friends modern in any sense of the word? Modern? Like modern? Oh no. Well,
2: he was that he was definitely there. Ah. Um, but, uh, he was actually the host of where we went. Oh, okay. Um, so um, right. the others were a riot, if you will say. Oh. And um, they did some new world stuff. Okay. And you know a bunch of brouhaha. So. Brouhaha, <laughs> 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 love it. So, the, the, so- the,
1: these are all great codes, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> Perfect. Start I'm glad started. you
2: understand. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so um, for those who don't know, who is Fortuna? Uh, Fortuna is the goddess of prosperity, um, good fortune. A lot of people will do something similar to what I'm doing to bring that prosperity into their life, and it doesn't just have to be monetary prosperity. It can mm-hmm. be a- anything. Uh, happiness, joy could be a baby. <laughs> so, um, uh, a lot I, a lot of the people who purchased her for me also have a similar altar in their in their homes as well. Gotcha. Mm. Where does she come from? Uh, that's a good question. I'm not very good with gods and goddesses, so. Understood. Yeah. <laughs> Is that,
0: um, do you purposefully don't want to work with gods and goddesses, don't necessarily
2: believe in deity as a thing? It's the, it's the second. I don't, okay. I, I, I just don't see a physical form out there. Um, okay. it's, it's very much energy. And I, as I mentioned, I, I like the idea of deity or gods and goddesses as visualization, uh, mm-hmm. to work with the different energies that I need in my life, but not so much actual some, solid things. yeah so, something out there that that uh yeah that corporeal yes thank you gotcha. yeah
0: so what kind of
2: magic do you do other than it just the stonework mostly or mostly stone work uh mostly, uh, mm-hmm. mostly uh, internal energy working as i mentioned meditating under the sun soaking up or i'm sorry the moon and soaking up the rays of the sun um i will work with different herbs and create mixtures. I will spend time, if I really need it, I'll spend time creating a space of my own and and just meditating on the things that I need or uh, asking the universe for things that I I feel are necessary in my life to uh, bring me to where I need to be comfortable. But I'll always try to offer something back, whether that be my time doing something or helping someone out or whatever that may be, kind of a pay it forward kind of situation. Right, that sounds amazing. How long have you been in the valley? Uh, So I moved to the valley the weekend after my wedding. Uh, That was June 2016. So we just passed two years. And it's been a very hot two years. Yes.
1: (laughs) Welcome to the surface of the sun. Oh, thank you.
2: (laughs) Yep. So you built a house when you moved out here. We did. We rented for a little while, but we knew that we wanted to um, have a place of our own. Uh, We were at a place financially speaking, where we were tired of being in someone else's place and Mm -hmm. helping them pay for it. Um, So uh, we actually learned uh, about the process of building your own home uh, through my brother, who also did the same thing in California. Our house ended up way cheaper than his even though ours was a little bit bigger. Ooh. Not that we're comparing or anything like that. <laughs> but, um, it irks him during Christmas time? Probably mm-hmm. does, just a little bit. But uh, yeah, so we built a house. We are up in the North Peoria area, so Northwest Valley, mm-hmm. and it was a really exciting process just being able to kind of pick and choose what you wanted in your home and what was important to you and and what wasn't important and what you didn't need to spend money on. Some people wanted an extra bedroom. We wanted an island as big as our bed. You know. <laughs> priorities. <In the> kitchen. <laughs> um, I, I like
1: that. I, 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 actually, I actually saw this. This is kind of interesting. You say that because somebody had their house built. Mm-hmm. Have an island. Huge island in the middle of their kitchen. Mm-hmm. But it opens up and it goes down into a wine cellar. So keep, that sounds fun. Keep that in mind for, for the next one.
2: Yeah, we don't. You never ten- know. Yeah, we don't tend to go go down into the dirt in Arizona though much, no. do we? I, I think I they have think so. the, the slate rock too low and mm-hmm. too high for that. Yeah, is that what
0: it is? I don't. I, don't, I mean, there's, here. There, there's there's
1: there's <laughs> still enough. I mean, I, I know people out here who have mm-hmm. actually built like bunkers and stuff like that, and especially out here, I actually know somebody who built a uh, a beer cave. Oh Ooh. yeah! Literally, it, he he calls it beer cave, but it's liter- it's all different types of alcohol, wines, spirits, everything that he keeps in the ground because it keeps it cooler.
2: Yeah, mm-hmm. that makes sense. So
1: uh, he didn't really have to dig too deep for that. He only did like a literally a graves uh, a grave. Oh okay. So six feet. Six mm. feet. Six
2: feet under. All yep, right. right. Six feet under for booze. Right? Yep. I think the ground is much too hard where we are, mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. That, I don't think we're going too deep. <laughs>
0: But I know when you were
2: building your house, you put a lot of magical thought into it. What kind of things did you do? Um, So one thing I didn't mention is my husband's not very magical. Right. He's he's not very anything, to be honest. Um, Grew up in a very overtly Christian household. Literally, I was the reason that he stopped going to church. I felt really bad, but not really. Um, (laughs) But um, anyway, so I had asked him. I I said, I know this wouldn't mean a ton to you, but it would mean a lot to me if you and I could go out and we could place some stones where they would be laying the foundation so that we would have at the foundation of our home um, different energies of protection and peace and calm. Uh, Because this is where I want to come home every day and see you. And at the time I wasn't pregnant, but obviously our future children. Mm -hmm. And so it was really important to me uh, to find specific stones that were going to uh, help out that energy. Um, so I spent, I want to say at least a week with the stones out in the sun going through the cycle of the sun and the moon, especially around the full moon time, kind of that transition. Mm-hmm. And then once that was done, we took the stones and every, I want to say foot or so where they had laid the grid that the foundation was going to go. Um, we did, uh, we, we would lay a stone. So we used uh, black lava salt, so black Hawaiian salt, um we used lapis lazuli we used amethyst and we used black tourmaline Mm -hmm. um i want to say i'm trying to know what my directions are to be honest they were all different sides one was north one was east south and west Mm -hmm. um and i'm blanking on the orientation right now of my house so uh, but the front door I know for sure was was amethyst because I knew that as soon as I or anybody else walked the front door or came in through the garage Mm -hmm. which is on the same plane I wanted that that peace and calm to come over us no matter how tough the day was or how miserable I was feeling I just wanted to know that I could come home and be calm that's fantastic
1: I know a lot of people that want that
2: (laughs) I don't know a lot of people that don't want that, (laughs) right? (laughs) Uh, but I know a lot of people that don't necessarily get that. So I was, uh, I I feel very blessed to have been able to go through that process. And then I had a husband that was so supportive of it. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Do you want to describe what the other stones, uh, were for? Sure. So I know that realistically it was a lot of protection and a lot of calm. Right. Um, but let me pull up my fancy book and read a couple of things in regards to the other stones that we used um, lapis lazuli which that's the way i pronounce it whether or not that's right or not i like that one <laughs> um, uh, we, we use that one specifically uh, to help support good health within our home mm-hmm. when we look at other ones we had uh, black tourmaline specifically used to help repel and protect against negativity
0: Oh, okay um
2: and then similarly um, the black Hawaiian lava salt is is also uh, used for that it's it's to help ward off unwanted guests uh, so people you' you don't really want to come over um, mm-hmm. kind of help protect against them knocking on your door right yeah. Like solicitors, yes. Mm-hmm. We don't get very many, except for the people who want to sell us solar, which we already got. So we tell them to go away. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> they, they're they're trying
0: for the environment, but you already got there. Yes, yeah. we, we beat them to it. <laughs> so, is there any other kind of grids that you laid down or protections? Not
2: really. I mean, we used uh, just the idea of the different energies of north, south, east, and west. But outside of that, it was the stones and 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 the directional energies.
0: Fine. So, moving on to your most recent life change. Oliver. Yeah, you just went from maiden to mother. I did, I did. And I know that was actually a process that was planned and prepared, so I'm thinking as somebody who practices the craft, you did a lot of planning and preparing magically as well.
2: This is where a lot of the tarot cards came in that gave Ah. very convoluted messages and and had nothing to do with me getting pregnant. And I just sat there and said, tell me what I want to hear, damn it. And it (laughs) Didn't happen. Um, well, it eventually did, but it, that was really just not the direction to go. Um, I spent a lot of nights meditating and and wondering whether or not I was right to be a mother and oh. if this was going to happen and. And I know there are many other moms or women who would like to be mothers that are going through much more of a struggle than I am. I totally know that's a thing. I have a cousin who waited 10 years to have her baby um, and another who waited eight. So my measly year, uh, which felt like eternity, you know, was was nothing in comparison to that. But I digress. Lots of meditation. Again, as I mentioned, um, we... Asked for some help from some local people in the community, Um, Mm -hmm. our friend who does ritual in the West Valley. We actually got to participate in a ritual where we used Maiden, Mother, and Crone, and I got to be the maiden. um, And everyone helped uh, project positive energy to help me uh, get pregnant, that particular uh, ritual. And then, um, as I mentioned, she also gave us uh, a, an herbal mixture of, for, to help promote love growth. Spoilers,
0: the same which is publishing through wiser books and we
2: will be speaking with her in november yay awesome that'll be a much better interview than me i promise guys (laughs)
1: every every interview has its own magic
0: perfect (laughs) we're so new at this it's us not you oh (laughs) sure
2: (laughs) yes i'll take it (laughs) um so eventually um i i I, actually i should say this i also had a necklace that i was wearing it was moonstone Mm -hmm. which is also supposed to help um uh, support feminine health. Mm -hmm. Um, and so I had a necklace that I was wearing. It had multiple stones, um, kind of in a row on a, on a, a bar, I would say. It's not, it wasn't a chain. It was a bar. And then the chain came off of that. Um, and I had it blessed at one of our rituals, uh, to impart, um, energy to help us conceive. Um, and I remember going to, um, this friend and, and, and telling her one day that it broke. And I said, I wonder if that means that it, it did its job. Unfortunately, that was like maybe about a month before it happened. But I would still say that it probably felt like it had run its course. And, you know, I just needed to be in a comfortable, relaxed space for it to happen. That's it, exactly it was, what I was going to say. Yeah, yeah, it, yeah, it was
1: starting its process. That's mm-hmm. why it broke.
2: It, yeah. It was telling you to calm. Yeah.
1: Be, be calm. Be prepared. It's happening.
2: So we went on a, um, uh, an Alaskan cruise last year for yes. our one-year wedding anniversary, and I was crossing my fingers that it would happen there, uh, and it didn't. And I remember being really upset about it, but also trying to enjoy the magic that is an Alaskan cruise. Mm-hmm. Um, I posted a few pictures on my blog of uh, of, or I should say at least one picture on my blog of, of that cruise um, and just us standing in front of one of those glaciers. And it, the energy coming off of an area like that is amazing. And I remember coming home so refreshed and so relaxed. And then because it was so cold and I didn't pack anything appropriately, I got sick. Oh. And I was for sure that we were not getting pregnant that time around. And lo and behold, I remember the day on July 9th at five o'clock in the morning, I remember waking my husband up and asking him to tell me if he saw a line.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, <yeah.
2: laughs> and, and then I freaked out and called my mother. So, uh, but yeah, I, I think a lot of, I think a, a lot of the relaxing energy of the cruise, while mm-hmm. it didn't happen on the cruise, was, was what helped uh, that process happened. My job is very stressful and I think I was allowing all of that negative energy to prevent me from prevent it from happening. Exciting and beautiful. Thanks.
1: I like, I like stories like that.
2: <laughs> and now I have a wonderful smiley, happy baby um, who really enjoys holding his head up after he's done feeding and staring at a painting that I have that was made by one of my podcasting friends. And uh, he just sits there and stares at it, and it's a it's a painting, it's a really brightly colorful uh, oh. painting of uh, Gaia, Mother Goddess. Um, and she's beautiful, and I just love that he stares at her when he's done eating It just makes my heart happy every day he's discovering
0: new colors yes. his eyes developing i remember when my niece started seeing red and her reaction to me and her grandfather was completely different like oh you're bright
2: <laughs> <laughs> you're no longer just pale yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh thank you yeah yeah he, he responds to to other pictures but it's that one that specifically holds his focus mm-hmm. um and that just again it could be the bright colors but i also like to think that uh, just the amount of energy that the artist put into it Oh, of
0: course um, and the love yes you
2: feel that he has a community absolutely grow. yeah so that makes me happy i took a picture of it and sent it to him and uh he was very grateful that i shared that with him oh um, yes so
0: so since Oliver's presence, have you done anything specific to either at birth or moving
2: forward? I would, I, I all intentions of doing something at birth, but I will tell all of your listeners who are not mothers that a lot of that goes out the window the, um, moment. the <laughs> moment it happens. Um, I will tell you that the one thing that I was glad that happened, um, while she is not Magical and doesn't necessarily agree with uh, my decision to move forward with my witchcraft path. Um, my mother got to be there for the birth. Um, and I know that he, Oliver waited to be there so that his Nana could be there when when he came. Uh, because I had gone into labor the day before at 6 p.m. And oh. um, and she, he didn't come until 8 After 8 p.m. the the next day. The following following day. Wow. Yeah. Um, So my mom was on a plane freaking out that she wouldn't make it. And and he held on and she got there and just the energy and the love in the room was fabulous. And I was just happy to experience that with her. Beautiful. Thank you. Long experience for you, though. Very long. Hopefully (laughs) the next one's a little
0: shorter. Uh. (laughs) Well, they say the next one's going to be shorter. And I learned that because the joke was my niece came in 30 minutes. Oh, wow. They had to induce (laughs) and... um, she started grabbing onto her husband's hand really hard. And oh. he's like, what's wrong? She goes, I, I really hurt. And he's like, okay, I'll go get the nurse. And the nurse is like, oh, no, nothing should, oh, God. <laughs> and, and the way he describes it is the room was instantly filled with 100 people. Mm-hmm. And he ha- he was fighting with himself. Am I going to watch? Am I not going to watch? Am yeah. I going to watch? And he's like, I had to hold a leg. And you just can't, wa- like, yeah. what are you supposed to do? Look at a wall or look at this thing <laughs> that's happening here yeah. to my wife? Oh, goodness. Yeah. But so that
2: did your hu- was your husband in the room? He was. My husband was in the room. Um, he had gotten up for work the day that I went into labor mm-hmm. at like 430 in the morning, mm-hmm. went to work, worked late and was was like, oh, I got to work late. I just got to finish up this this one customer. And I was like, OK, no problem. And then it was a problem. And I <laughs> went into labor and I called him and I said, so I need you to come home. Um, but I need you to drive safe, <laughs> uh, cause he was coming all the way from Scottsdale. Oh, right. Yeah. Um, so, uh, he, he got home, everything was fine. I was still calm. Nothing was crazy at the time we got to the hospital. He remained up until, um, I sent him home Around midnight, one o'clock, uh, after Oliver came, because uh, my mom was going to stay in the hospital with me. Right. Um, and I said, You need to get some sleep because I need your help tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, he left, um, got himself refreshed, uh, and then came back the next day and stayed in the hospital one more night with me. Aww. And he was there for the whole process. Um, and I was, yeah, I was all the feels. All the feels. <laughs> all the feels. <laughs>
0: So since have you done naming ceremonies, anything of that
2: nature with him yet, or it's um, just,
0: just been a whirlwind of a couple of months?
2: It's a, It's been a whirlwind of a couple of months, but in true nerd fashion, I would Yay. say that we just had some, some fun while I was in labor talking about... Um, you know, other famous people that happened to be born on his birthday. And um, again, as the listeners can't tell, um, but you guys can, I'm wearing a, a shirt uh, for the Harry Potter Alliance. I'm a huge Harry Potter nerd, geek fan, whatever you want to call me. Um, and I remember we were going through the list of names and an actor came up on the list, Sean Biggerstaff, mm-hmm. who played Oliver Wood. In Harry Potter. So we thought that it was really fitting that his name was going to be Oliver because they were both born on the same day.
0: Yay. Exciting.
1: That that is very nerdy. I like that. It is. (laughs) I saw the
0: trailer for the new Fantastic Beasts in... theaters when we went and saw Solo with a friend who uh, just missed the Potter generation. Mm, so yes. I'm like sitting there smacking. I'm like it's happening. He's <laughs> just like, don't, yeah, too old for that, thing. Oh, like mm. You're never too old for Harry Potter. Right? I mean, I live with people who are much older than even him that are still <laughs> Harry Potter nerds. I'm like, I, I don't know what's wrong with you. But whatever. <laughs> so do you have
2: anything planned in the future? Um, I, I mean, at this point, we're playing it by ear. Um, but I would like him to be involved in my spiritual practice. Um, I also told Mike that it's really important to me that he finds his own way. Mm -hmm. Um, ultimately I will share my feelings and my beliefs with him. Um, and, and what I'd like him to do is decide on his own. Um, Mm -hmm. if, and whatever he decides to do, I'm I'm going to be okay with, um, because I know that Whatever makes him happy is going to make me happy. But I'd like to bring him to ritual. He will be coming to Pagan Pride Day with, uh, with me. I don't know if mm-hmm. Mike will be coming, but maybe. Um, and uh, so he will be immersed into uh, the spiritual aspect of my life as well.
1: That's awesome.
0: So for a few minutes, we're going to take our short break.
1: All right, we are back with Millennial Pagan Podcast, and of course, uh, we still have Phelan uh, uh, here with us. We were talking a little bit about uh, a little about her magic work, just, uh, working with stones, and uh, talking about the new uh, new bundle of joy that uh, has creeped into your household.
2: I wouldn't say creeped; he's graced our household. Yes. with his wonderful presence and voice and voice voice. He uh, he doesn't quite laugh or giggle yet. Oh, but but he's got this like. Hey! Like kind of thing, it's, uh-huh. it's, it's it's his version, and he smiles a lot, and he likes to make, he likes to hear the noise go over his vocal, like like he, making noise, but sometimes it's screaming, but Aww. not all the time.
1: <laughs> he he's learning how to how to use the vocal cords, the vocal cords yes. now.
2: Yes.
0: So I hear we we recently had a, a sick baby. We did, and we're having allergies. Are we doing anything that you would?
2: say it's magical or no i wish but i i haven't done enough research to feel comfortable enough oh, with, with giving him something oh yeah um no. so I, I mean other than other than the saline water that, hey, that's magical sometimes <laughs> for sure mm-hmm. um and uh, and this magical instrument uh, known as a nose Frida. Um, oh, the the puff thing. No, no, that one's a that one's just a a bulb, a nose sucker bulb. But they have this amazing thing called a nose Frida, mm-hmm. and this is gonna sound really gross. I'm sorry for your listeners, but um, you actually you hold one end up to his nose, and then the other end is actually your own sucking power. So you actually get more than the bulb because you you can suck more than a bulb can. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there's filters and stuff in between. So Oh thank goodness. You, yes. You don't you don't get baby baby germs in, in anything like that. It's actually quite amazing. Oh my uh. brother's been thrown up in his mouth already oh. and
0: but when the the bulb came out that mm. first he was running around the house trying to suck his poor wife's nose <laughs> oh, no. he's like come here let me get your bookies oh, and she's no. like no no
1: I, I, I don't know why but when you were when you were describing the uh, the nose frida i was thinking uh, i i could just see you and a baby with a crazy straw <laughs> Oh. <laughs> oh, yeah. oh no 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 no, <laughs>
2: oh, no 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 there's there's this uh, awesome little filter piece that goes in between it it almost the the piece that goes up against his nose actually looks like a enlarged pen, maybe okay. but without the ink, obviously. Mm-hmm. And then um and then there is a uh flexible tube that comes out of it that's connected to a filter, um, but it allows air to pass through so that you can help suck it out yeah well, i know all the i know all the pagan podcasts or podcast listeners want to know about that so <laughs> hey it's life yeah. get over
0: it it's part of life cycle yeah so well healing to baby oliver well, let's, let's talk about PantheaCon. You've been there. It's a dream of, obviously, both of ours, <laughs> and I, I'm sure some listeners. What is
2: PantheaCon? Uh, so PantheaCon is a uh, large spiritual conference um, of multiple uh, ranges of different pagans and witches and esoterical people and just magical people in general, um, all walks of life, and um, go and converge upon the double tree in San Jose, uh, once a year, uh, during President's Day weekend. And, um, uh, it, it's in the thousands. I want to say anywhere between two to three thousand people are there, mm-hmm. um, each year. Uh, and there's always something new. So I don't really feel like it ever dwindles because you, there's always different presenters and they're always accepting different applications for classes and workshops and that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, my first year going was 2011. Um, and I went all the way up into 2016 and 17, 17. I went to 17. I missed 18 obvi- mm-hmm. for obvious mm-hmm. reasons. Yeah. Um, and I will be going back for 2019. I believe, uh, vendor and, uh, workshop applications open up in July. So they'll start kind of sharing stuff about that on Facebook pretty soon. Um, but, but literally any, any, Walk of Pagan Life. You can think of there's usually some kind of workshop or experience that you can get um, at Pantheacon. I'm trying to think of different things that go on. They also even have concerts, like different uh, musical people come and they they do concerts up concerts up in the tree rooms is what they're called. They all have the rooms have different names. Right. There's tree mm-hmm. rooms and city rooms and and then the vendor rooms are I think mountains. So uh, and then oh. the vendor room. Oh my gosh! I have to. I, I wish I could accurately describe how amazing the vendor room is but it is it's four rooms wide um ginormous uh carpeted ballroom type room um and every inch is covered with vendors um from all over um people who sell jewelry people who sell clothing people who sell um different herbs and uh one of my favorites um i get something there every year is uh, a, a witch who puts together different teas Ooh. um and that, that one's one of my favorites uh she has a girl who works there whose name is um also my mundane name so we always kind of connect when i'm there <laughs> um but uh books and um you c- they also set up little tables around where you can do uh divinatory sessions with either people who do oracle cards tarot cards different readings, that kind of thing. So it's fabulous.
1: So, so it's kind of like Comic-Con pagan.
2: Yes, absolutely. I like that. Um, two of my favorite, I know you didn't ask anything, but two of my favorite um, workshops that I tend to go to every single time I go as of about three or four years ago um, are the Atheopagan mm-hmm. uh, group, and um, the pop culture magic class that always ends the con for me because she always does it on Monday. That's when she always gets the slot. Um, but it's totally worth going to, even though it's like the last day. Um, both for very different reasons.
1: <laughs> right. I'm, I'm kind of intrigued by the by the pop culture pagan. What, 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 what's that like?
2: So um, everyone in that room is some form of geek or nerd or something everyone in this room is just like everyone in this room (laughs) um but she she has a way of and i really like this kind of the same way that i mentioned about fortuna and using that as a visualization piece for me um but taking things in pop culture so right. uh, one that she tends to use um or tended to use in the last one that i went to uh were, were the avengers or loki mm-hmm. um so uh utilizing the energy from that particular character uh to accomplish something in your life um however and um you every every time you go you always get a little uh badge ribbon that goes with it um she will always say version control so you have to make sure that you're thinking about the right Loki. So there have been right. so many different portrayals and characters and, and um, mm-hmm. examples of, of that particular um, character. Uh, and so be careful which one you think you're working with, right. <laughs> I guess I should say. Um, so right after that class, I knew that I needed to bring, a, we, we were in the process of talking houses, trying to build, that kind of thing. And so I really wanted to bring a little bit of additional funds into the household. Mm -hmm. And I knew that a Niffler would do that for me. (laughs) Um, But I made sure like you always have to appease a Niffler because if you don't, they will go around and find everything shiny in your house. Mm -hmm. Um, And so uh, I remember taking time out to talk with the, the, the girl who runs the workshop and she was just, she was just telling me to make sure that he has something shiny around him at all times and, and, and know that you could perhaps put yourself in a situation where everything shiny in your house tends to go missing. So, mm-hmm. um, but yeah,
1: I, I could, I could see that. Cause I actually have a, uh, I have a stuffed Niffler in mm-hmm. my room, but I always have uh, gold coins in his belly. Mm-hmm. I I, I, don't what I do. Uh, so one of the other things that I do is I, I cosplay. Mm-hmm. And I cosplay as Hagrid. Okay. And I always carry around this little stuffed Niffler that has a little belly pouch. That's and I awesome. I hand out gold coins to Hogwarts students. Especially if they're really, really young. Yeah. To kind of, number one, create a a magical moment for them. Mm-hmm. But also to just have fun mm-hmm. with, with the character. And I, I, I love the fact that that you can they kind of bring that up because now i know it's like okay i'm gonna make sure that he keeps at least a few gold coins in his pouch at all time
0: yeah or you're handing out his toys yeah presents and suddenly you don't have as much
2: money for lunch as you did. absolutely yeah absolutely oh you needed gas in your car today (laughs) hmm let's see about that yeah Yeah. (laughs) well and
1: and i i kind of really like the the idea of uh doing it, doing that type of a workshop mm-hmm. because one one idea that i've had that i actually i still want to bring to fruition i was actually going to do it for my birthday this year but time kind of escaped me but actually do a uh a pop culture pagan ritual mm-hmm. where we link up the different elements with different pop culture characters mm-hmm. and you know call in a specific god and goddess Superhero, absolutely. So I, I kind of like that. It's uh it, it's a great way to visualize something like mm-hmm. that, uh, especially for for new pagans coming into the craft.
0: Absolutely. We'll watch out, Jara. Not next episode, but the episode after that. That's our topic. So I know. Don't, don't give away too much of your oh, fun plan. So excited! Oh, no, 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 no. That's gonna
2: be awesome. <laughs> yeah, but uh, not to jump in too much into the topic. Mm-hmm. But okay. with that being said. Some people have difficulties connecting with all these ancient gods or right. goddesses and what they may or may not have looked like. And so those of us growing up in this day and age, we can visualize that superhero or that character yes. that you really want to work with. Um, so I, I think that it's, it's like I said, it's totally worthwhile going to, even if it continues to be on a Monday, which is the day that everyone travels. <laughs> no, I understand. <laughs>
0: so um you actually talked about another one that I actually I want to kind of dive into and have you explain the tradition and the belief system of
2: so what was that other so class? The, other, the other one was atheopaganism and um, I I connected to it specifically because there are no deities within my spiritual path mm-hmm. um, and so that particular workshop or class, uh, we, we did a couple of things, so I guess you could call it a workshop, um, was really centered around um, working with the energies of the earth and, and finding ways to be a witch without connecting with some form or, uh, of, of a goddess or god. So what I would say is um, the idea behind it is really a reverence for the earth specifically. Uh, that is, that is really important in atheopaganism. Um, the, a lot of people think that it can't work because being an atheist is the non-belief, I guess, but realistically they used it just, just because they don't specifically work with deity in right. their, in their practice.
0: So what should somebody who's first time going to PantheaCon expect to prepare for? Um,
2: always. Remember, it's very important to eat. Mm-hmm. There are and bring and drink water. Eat at least one meal a day. Drink plenty of fluids and at least try to get a shower in. Non-alcoholic fluids. Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. Drink plenty of agua. <laughs> um, I will say, and and I think they put this in their in their uh, booklet every single year. But pachuli is not a shower, so <laughs> <laughs> um, I love so, it. So at least one shower a day. Yes, um, but. Uh, keep in mind, uh, my first year, and I think a lot of people's first year, you want to get to everything. Mm-hmm. There is so much going on. And if you truly try to get to everything, you will not sleep. You will forget to eat. You will forget to drink your your water. Um, that one and element. They, and there will be lots of alcohol consumed. Um, and so you potentially could have... Terrible things happen to you. I, While this wasn't necessarily because I forgot to drink water, uh, there was one year that I forgot to eat appropriately. And I also decided because they do this um, at PantheaCon, I was also donating blood um, and I forgot to eat. And I found myself on the floor of the bathroom uh, with people around me trying to get me to drink fluids. Um, I believe there was a Powerade involved and some uh, granola bars. So I would definitely say that you should remember the necessities of life and mm-hmm. that if the pantheacon is here, it will probably continue to be here unless something crazy happens. And that usually workshops, why they don't necessarily repeat, there will be something like that to experience the next year.
0: Right. So other than giving blood, best
2: worst experiences... Oh, Or the passing out in the bathroom, that would probably be... That's probably my worst experience, was Mm -hmm. was the passing out portion. Mm -hmm. Um, Best experiences, there are some fabulous rituals, regardless of your path. Um, The amount of energy that is raised um, during a lot of those rituals is exhilarating and amazing, and potentially could be overwhelming for quite a lot of people, so you do have to remember to ground afterwards, but... um, I've never experienced rituals like them. I've never gotten what I've gotten out of rituals at PantheaCon anywhere else. Just because of how many people are there. So water, food, ground. Yep. I think those are the witch's essentials. Absolutely. Anywhere you go. Absolutely. If you do stay on site, remember to protect your room because the energy will come in. Um, However, not everyone can stay on site. So many years I've actually stayed across the street, which... It's perfect. <laughs> helps buffer. Absolutely. Because then
0: the street traffic will actually, yeah, that would mm-hmm. cut that down. Absolutely. A lot. Mundane yes. traffic. Yes. Yep. <laughs> so you brought a book. it did. a very big book. It's huge. You've been using it to reference some stones when I've asked stone questions. What is this
2: n- tome? <laughs> so um, I came across this a really long time ago. Um probably a few years into my, into my craft, but it's called Love is in the Earth. It's a kaleidoscope of crystals. Updated. Um, it says, The updated reference book describing the metaphysical properties of the mineral kingdom. And it's by the author known as Melody. I don't know if you guys would agree with me, but I kind of I, I kind of feel like the the front cover is a little psychedelic looking, kind of. Potentially. Yeah. Yeah. A little earth-like yeah. and a little psychedelic kind of a mixture of the two. It definitely gives you the kaleidoscope feel sure. and, and the uh, new agey essence. Absolutely. Um, and so anytime that I have been interested in a new stone, um, I've referenced this book. Any time that I'm specifically looking for a type of energy that I need to tap into because I feel like that certain energy in my life has been sapped, um, I will try, I will utilize the reference portion um, in this book to try to figure out what stone might work best for me. Um, When I was trying to get pregnant, I used this book to determine what what stone might be the best for me to get pregnant and stay pregnant. Um, And so it's, it's an amazing reference um, as I was mentioning before the podcast if you like a book with pictures this is not the book for you um, but um, it is a wealth of knowledge um, and it's the first place i go and if I can't find something in there which tends to be really rare um, i'll try to find it online right the internet yes how, how
1: many how many pages is that book because that's that's at least two and a half to three inches of a page should
2: we say it's about as long as a harry potter book yeah uh, i i wouldn't it's say
0: it's the sixth i would say something along the fourth the maybe fourth, or fourth? yeah, yeah. yeah. Fourth. right so. when they start getting like oh oh this is what i got myself into. oh yeah <laughs> so
2: 726 pages wow oh. yeah yeah that... and 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 as you can see it's not like the font is big either yeah no, no. So. yeah no.
1: <laughs> that is definitely a a hefty book
2: yes yes
0: Well, so events coming up in our local area are, well, sadly, yes, I only have local events for people who aren't in the Valley. Book Talk will be on the 1st of July at 10 a.m. I know that's an odd one for my normal Book Talk people. It will still be at Changing Hands in Tempe, and it will be 10 a.m. the 1st.
1: The first, that's uh, that's That's a Sunday. Sunday.
0: Yeah, we are switching gears. That whole new job thing really changed my Tuesday nights. (laughs) And the volunteer meeting for Phoenix Pagan Pride will be on the 7th of this month, of this upcoming month, I should say, July. So you want to go check out Phoenix Pagan Pride's uh, Facebook page to get details on that. Um, for all of our listeners who are questioning whether our Patreon supporting is worth it. Well, we have a Patreon supporter right here. Is it worth it? Absolutely. And why is it worth it, Jarrah?
1: Because well, we do uh, exclusive minisodes where we go a little bit more in depth and just talk about random stuff that either we didn't get to during our regular show or something that we feel doesn't fill up. Uh, an entire hour, we'll go ahead and put into these small shows.
0: Right now, we don't have a new Patreon supporter to say thank you to today. However, we do have an anonymous giver, not anonymous giver, of great fortune. So we want to um, say a thank you to whomever sent Jarrah our newest microphone. We really appreciate it. I'm pretty sure Phelan loves having her own mic today. <laughs> so thank so you. So na- now,
1: so now we're at, we're at a total of. Uh, Three mi- well, three and a half microphones right? Uh, with four stands.
0: So this is so fantastic. Good. We yes. really, really appreciate that from the Anonymous Giver. If you do not want to be anonymous and you want an actual thank you with your name on it for the next episode or for the upcoming mini-sode, email us at pegan... Um,
1: Mille- Mille- MillennialPeg
0: Millennial and Pod at gmail.com. Uh, if you are only l- finding our links through Facebook, please note we are on Podbean, iTunes, SoundCloud, and eventually. Spotify. Ooh, so we're waiting on them. Yep. They all come in. So you can find the pod on Twitter, Facebook, and that email po- email I just said.
2: Uh, Phelan, where can our listeners find more about you or chat with you if they want to? So uh, three locations that I'll give on the podcast today. Um, so Instagram, I'm at Project Fay. That's P-R-O-J-E-C-T-F-A-E. Um, And that's also the same for my Twitter. So again, at Project Faye for Twitter. Um, They can also find my blog, which is uh, projectfaye.org, all one word again, P-R-O-J-E-C-T-F-A-E.org. It's just my own little personal space on the internet where I share my path from my perspective. Fantastic. Jara, where can they find you?
1: Uh, again on Twitter at Jarrah stone J E R A S T O N E.
0: Fantastic, and you can find me Autumn Wolf on Facebook, Twitter, and WordPress. WordPress is going to be Iron Wolf Circle, and Twitter is going to be Autumn Wolf. Wolf has an E at the end, and Facebook also the same.
1: And just remember, uh, listening to our uh, to our episodes, to all of our shows. Uh, we do want to hear from you guys. Make sure you guys uh, follow us on the on the Facebook page if you guys want to communicate a little bit with us. Because just like with every show, it's a discussion.
0: Yes, we definitely want to hear from you. If you want to be on the pod, if you want to hear something different on the pod, give us suggestions. Let us know. We'll talk to you. We want to hear from you. It, yeah. We're a voice for millennial pagans, not just me and Jarrah. Yeah. Talking at each other constantly. So,
1: so with that, and I, I think you should know the the end part here because you've you've listened along. So so it's okay. It's very easy. Merry meet,
0: merry part, and, and merry me again. again.